Radio. everybody and welcome to kayfabe or die i am the giz and joining me via skype as always is my partner in crime johnny danger deadly yep hello <laughs> i tried to join in on the intro singing there this time because it's the first time since all of this me not being able to be in the studio stuff happened that i was able to hear the tune and you at the same time that's because i cocked up and forgot to bring the hard drive therefore i had to play the intro music off of youtube rather than the hard drive and it's slightly different because everything is glued together with sticky tape inside here can we not do that from now on so I can join in? I miss screaming radio on a, th- a Friday morning. Sure. I have just done it in my kitchen on my own, but it, it kind of feels redundant. And pro- possibly strange. You know, you're just standing there in the middle of your kitchen screaming radio for no mm, apparent reason. Not really as strange as you think. Mm, yeah, I suppose there was that. Yeah, no, never mind. Okay. Um, speaking of... The angry baby dance, is that the one you're on about? It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much, yeah, yeah. Anyway, speaking of strange, it has been one strange God's damned week in the world of, well, the world, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, just world. Hermits, uh, hermits yep. of the world unite. As or everyone, don't. Actually, hermits of the world literally keep doing what you've always been doing. Don't unite. Stay in your houses. <laughs> Ununited, but bonded. Well, that completely in- took away from my big rah-rah speech. Thank you, Seth Rollins. That I was going bonded to, in segregation. Well, I was going to say hermits of the world unite via online media, because you know, just because we're not actually in the same room doesn't mean that mo- mo- a lot of us are all fucking introverts anyway. So what God's damn difference does it make? We're still going to be in our rooms doing whatever the hell we're doing, talking to whatever people yep. we actually think we give a damn about via the technology. And you know what? It allows for some very interesting innovation in the world of wrestling. You see, because. People are like quarantined, and we can't all be together and enjoy shows together. It gives You're not, people aren't allowed into uh, auditoriums to enjoy the shows, and it gives an interesting opportunity to kind of innovate how you do things. And a lot of people have managed or to originate on. how you do things yeah. in some cases. And a lot of people have managed to actually glom onto this. Unfortunately, Vince McMahon still thinks it's the 1930s, and he's a fucking idiot, so he doesn't have a clue. Therefore, main roster can die a death. <laughs> it's true, man. Smackdown was okay. Helped. It was. Do you know what? Hunter probably made it. And then apparently Vince went bad cow, decided he hated it. So you had four minutes worth of actual wrestling on Monday. It probably. I, I know he's show. saying it's just he doesn't like. I know he's just saying he doesn't like the no, um, the no fan wrestling matches, but I'm sure there's a partial bit where he's like, how dare he get super over while I'm demoting him? I, <laughs> that son of a bitch. I, and call me out about it on air. I guarantee you, I guarantee once again, like this is why WWE is in the shitter because at the end of the day, WWE doesn't cater to fans. It never has. It caters to Vince McMahon's wallet. They're obviously, look, I'm sure after seeing, like, which we will get into a full review of in a while, I'm sure after they've seen AEW and stuff this week, they're going to have to... Why would they watch an inferior product? Don't forget, they don't care about AEW. No, no, no. Vince has guys that watch everything. I know Vince doesn't watch it personally, but Vince has guys that watch everything. And then he ignores them. Also, the ratings are going to speak for themselves because oh AEW had the highest ratings they've had since 
the middle of January, I think, well, this week. What, and a and um, NXT had the lowest ratings it's ever had with 500,000 and something people watching. There was basically a very, very, very noticeable AEW went up 22% and NXT went down 22%. I imagine so that's obviously because... the people who like watching wrestling went and watched where the wrestling was. Yeah. Pretty much, as soon as NXT starts, well, there's not going to be any matches tonight. Instead, we're going to give you all of this promo stuff. AEW well, even st- worse, they had AEW to announced that there was AE- going to be no matches. AEW starts. Well, life sucks, but you know what? We're going to give you matches. Gee, I wonder what the fuck I'm going to watch as a wrestling fan. Matches. No shit, and fucking good ones, too. Blood, I was just going to say, bloody good matches. And now, so, such... There were so many super cool appearances of people. It was we, so, we'll get, we'll get into, into that, into that in a little bit, right? Before all that, right? Now, here's the thing. Um, the, the, the contagion, the quarantine, coronavirus, however you want to look at it, this has actually been going for a little bit of time. Um, far longer than a lot of people actually are willing to give it credit for. And hit Asia before it hit anyone else. So as a result, stardom and an awful lot of um, the Japanese wrestling promotions had actually cancelled many of their events. And then a, it, yeah, yeah, about a week ahead of, or two weeks even ahead of everyone else. Yeah, longer and, even probably. And then they decided to do something very smart once again ahead of the curve, and continue to do the um, Kurokawan Hall show that they had planned, except with no crowd. So this became no people gate. And to, to the best of my knowledge, I might be wrong. To the best of my knowledge, is the first no crowd wrestling show to have been put on as part, you know, in response to the global situation. Yeah. And I have to and say... What a, what a show they did. It was great. It was bloody well great. Now, I admit, one of the matches um, was... There was a championship match that was cancelled um, with uh, Tora Natsuko challenging... Um, Travel issues? No, no, Tora was there. Um, I'm not sure what the situation was, but it was supposed to be a title match. That didn't happen. But we did get a lot of really interesting things. There was one match... The, it started off with um, the, uh, the time, time Challenge Battle Royale which I feel was very much a last minute, we're going to do this thing. Um, unlike a Royal Rumble or a Battle Royale, there's no fixed time as to when people are coming out. In fact, no one actually knows who the Smeg is coming out until they're actually in the ring, which okay, I, I believe led to a few female wrestlers once eliminated going back into the background, quick costume change, stick on a mask and come back out again. They make foliated. Well... There was, there was um, there, there, one of the, the women in it, um, Hirsch, I'm pretty sure she got eliminated and then came back as super strong Starlight Machine and then won it. Well, it, it, it do you think there was partially that as well? Because I'm sure they were restricted in how many wrestlers were allowed to be in the building and things like that as well. Well, I mean, Do you think that might have been a way of getting around? Honestly, I doubt it because during the Battle Royale, there was a long um, human centipede-like move that went for about five minutes, which had at least 12 different women in like... Um, like sorry, I'm going to need you to get into this human centipede. I was just about to describe it. Yes, had about okay. twelve women, each involved in um, fucking scissor leg locks or scissor headlocks. You know, like the legs around the around the throat of your opponent, and you're choking them. Okay. So a line of this, and then they'd be flipped over and back because there was a couple of there was a couple of you comedy have a scorpion acts. lock. No, not scorpion lock. Centipede. Trust me, there. Each woman's head was in the was in between the other woman's legs. Um, oh, sorry, head scissors. Sorry, yes. sorry, sorry. I had leg scissors. Yeah, no. Um, there was this allowed for a couple of decent comedy spots, by the way, including from. Um, right. uh, there was there was a few comedy wrestlers like Momo who went along, and when everyone was turned, so that their asses was up in the air, she went along and just slapped them all. Um, there's another chick I can't remember her name, but she came down and clearly her thing is like she has a spray and she'll spray you in the eye. So 
when they were all on their backs, she was spraying the face characters in the face. And then she got her bottle of water. Oh, starts, dear. Yeah, and then got her bottle of water and started spitting. Like I said, there was a lot of really good innovation. Um, the winner would be Super Strong, Light Star, or Super Strong Starlight Machine, who was Joanna Hirsch. Now, here's my point. She challenged Tora Natsuko to a match afterwards, and Tora decimated her. But my feeling is that that was because the match Tora was supposed to be in where she challenged for the championship wasn't going to take place. Now, from what I can see, the rest of the card remains more or less unchanged. Um, we had tag match between um, the Tokyo Cyber Squad. Ha! And, oh, no, hang on, because I had their name properly somewhere else. There we go. Tokyo Cyber Squad versus Donna Del Mundo. So that's uh, Hana Kimura and Jungle Kiona versus Julia and Micah, which was... Yeah, this was fun. This is a good match. Dude, e- even with the Gorecast episode we're recording today, it's just been a whole list of people I can't pronounce names of. <laughs> I'm sure you could pronounce Julia and Micah. Jungle Kiona. Maybe I'm going to say it's Mika. M-A-I-K-A is... No, no, no. It is not Mika. Sorry. Ignore me. Yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> My point proven, though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, after that, we had Bea Priestley and Jamie Hader as the, um, what was it, the Stardom, Wonder of Stardom, no, no, uh, Goddess of Stardom, tag team champions. Um, they're also known as, huh, Oido Tai. Okay. So, um, yeah, they were taking on the Queen's Quest, made up of Momo Watanabe and Utami Hayashishita. Um, that was the name that I said. Say it again there for me. Hayashishita. That was the name that was very pronounced that I figured it out and then heard it pronounced. I was like, yes, I got that one right. Proud of you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck. This was another really good match. Um, Jamie and B just showing why they are the number one guys in in stardom. Well, B uh, especially. At the, at the end of the match, um, yeah, I think it was Hayashista challenged um, Hader and Priestley to another match with one of the... You know the way in New Japan they'd have the young lions? Yes, I do. Stardom have young girls. So... Hayashishita, I think, just dragged in one of the young girls and kind of went, come on, we'll have a match. And Bia was like, seriously, that's a joke, right? You're, you're, you're taking the piss. Fine, grand, we'll kick the crap out of the two-y. We'll ta- fine. So that was actually pretty good. <laughs> um, what's next? Oh, yeah. Wonder Stardom title match between Arisa Hoshiki versus... Oh, no, that was the match that didn't take place. Sorry, that was the one against uh, Natsuka Tora. Yeah, that was it. The Lumber Jill match was the last one as um, the... Was it Stardom Idol, I thought she was called? Mayu Iwatani versus Sakai Kashima hmm. mm. in a Lumberjill match. And what was interesting about this was, and once again, I think I feel that, you know, other people might have watched it afterwards. Um, Mayu had all the face wrestlers on one side of the ring and Kashima had all the heel wrestlers on the other side of the ring. Right. Anytime Mayu went out, Tora and Bia and Jamie Hayter and I can't remember who else was there, kicking the crap out of her. Just stomping off, to the point that the face and heel lumberjills started kicking the crap out of each other. There was Jamie Hayter, I, I can't remember the name of the, the face Japanese wrestler, but she was on Jamie Hayter's back and she had both of her arms back behind her, back behind Hayter and just cinching them up and it just, it looked like a vicious submission move and there's no ref or anything, she's just hanging in there and just, ah. Um, mm-hmm. That match would go all over the place with um, Mayu Iwatani doing a fantastic jump from above, basically, stared rampway up to the arena. I mean, like, she cleared the fucking rampway. If she had 
botch that in any way, she's falling a good 50 feet onto steps. Yep. And she just cleared straight over it into a crowd of them. Um, later on in the match, she would be kicked literally from the top of the arena down to the bottom. Um, but overall, yeah, good match. Um, it was the Nani won it, didn't she? Yeah, she did. She did. Uh, she took up the victory. So, yeah, that, to the best of my knowledge, like I said, the first no-crowd event and certainly proving that... They, I mean, they, they did all the pyro and everything, and they had Fusion Thunder Liger and they had a, a few other notable wrestlers that had come out. Oh, that was it. There was... um. I think uh, one of the entrants in the, 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 the Battle Royale, she must have been like an old mixed tag partner or something of, of, of Liger because he, right. he was calling her sister, basically, and she was calling back. So clearly there was something there for, you know, there was something there. She was kind of like, oh, he's on, cheering her on. And there was a lot of good stuff whereby people like Liger and um, other members of stardom filled in in place of what the crowd would be doing. Um, uh, Mio Iwatanani, um, Iwatani, usually throws her armband out to a member of the crowd when she comes down. There's no crowd, so she hops it up into the air. Liger catches it, and then at the end, he kind of, she does this big cheer, and it's supposed to get the crowd. There's no crowd, so Liger does it, and you can actually see her kind of going, ah, thank you, Liger-san, and then she turns to the camera, and my Japanese obviously isn't that good, but I can piece a couple of things together. So I imagine she was talking about the fact that they had no crowd, they're doing it all over YouTube, but she hopes that all the YouTube fans enjoyed the show and cheered along with her, because she clearly did her cheer and her YouTube, so yeah. Um, very much taking a bad situation and trying to put a positive spin on it. Um, yes, sir. Like I said, to the best of my knowledge, only once, only one of the scheduled matches didn't take place and they kind of worked around it and did something else as well. Um, but yeah, certainly a hell of a lot better than, than, than recent stuff from WWE. And I imagine that when it comes down to, there, there was supposed to be local indie stuff happening in England um, and that got changed around as well if you want to take over because see I watched the stardom show and you watched the other show and I think it's your turn to take over and talk for a bit haha <laughs> oh let me pull up the let me pull up the thing Wrestle Talk had a show booked um, which was a Wrestle Talk showcase which ended up having to get cancelled because of all of the restrictions and stuff but um, due to a weird amalgamation of events I believe it's something similar was happening with Il, Il Osprey Will Osprey um and they ended up merging together to bring us No Fans Monday on Monday, which was a cracker, to say the least. Really good matches. Um, and it really kind of showed how you can get around the no crowd thing, that if you just have good, solid matches, people start not to notice the crowd. And that will become prevalent as we get on later on as well. But it had a, they had a singles match between... Paul Robinson and OJMO, which was um, really cool. Some really nice high flip stuff, uh, springboard shit over the ropes and things like that. Um, real high paced. Go on. I feel like you're going to say something. No, I was trying not to sneeze. All right. It sounded like you were like, and yeah. go. No, no, no. no, no, no. Yeah. I was literally going, oh, don't want to sneeze on Mike. <laughs> they had a, a scramble of doom uh, where it was Chuck Cyrus, Adam Maxted. Carlos, Romo, Paul Sayers, and Malik all kind of in a, uh, what is it, like a six-man just battle melee. Uh, real fun as well. Yeah, Giselle Shaw against Mercedes Blaze. Davey Starr against the, the Wrestle Talk guy. You know that they did the sponsorship. Callum Newman. Thing with Callum Newman, um, which was good, which if you watched Wrestle Talk, Luke poor old Luke plastered. Owen. Well done. I have to say, well done, because like for a bunch of guys to give out about how wrestlers don't sell their injuries, not that I disagree with what they say, because they were totally right in what they say about the wrestlers that they were saying. But um, he's got that neck brace on for a good couple of days there now. 
Yep, way to sell it. Way to sell it. It's like Sandman not going to the shop. It looked like a good stiff elbow when I was watching. Yeah. We had Nathan Cruz and Lucas Steele. They were up against Robbie X and Scotty Davis, who we know from OTT and I think he did stuff with Phoenix as well. Nathan Cruz as well. I I know Robbie X was definitely in World of Sport. I think Scotty Davis might have been as well. Scotty's 100% OTT. I know that. Okay, fair enough. Um, I just can't remember. Did he do some of the stuff with Phoenix and stuff as well? Um, then there was a singles match between Kyle Fletcher and Connor Mills. And then which uh, the headlining match, which I found very interesting. And um, uh, it was really good. Uh, a Battle of the Lovers. Lava. Yep. yep. Um, it was Will Ospreay versus his girlfriend, B. Priestley. Um, they've been locked away from each other for a while because they're on different touring dates and one's doing Japan and the other's doing America. And they've got some guff they need to sort out. And what better way to do it than in the ring? I honestly feel that probably part of the inspiration for what drew this on was B turning around and going, well, we did that no fans show in stardom and that kind of worked. You know, I wouldn't, have been surpri- I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, she kind of turned around and went... Have you thought of doing this? And Les kind of went, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Or at least had a lot of insight into how to do it after seeing how it was repro- how it was approached in Japan. Um, but it's but- quite, I know it was Will Ospreay approached them with the idea. Yeah. yeah. So quite, quite possible. Um, not quite possible. Ma- it, it's a great idea. It is just the, the, the fact that the two of them are actually on top of their form respectively where they are. But so, it, it, like, it was a great. You had Ollie on commentary with some of the usual. Um, you would have heard them from like WCPW and stuff like that. They seem to be kind of like a regular English commentary team that do a lot of the shows. Um, Luke was on commentary for a while. We had backstage segments. We had, uh, as I said, great matches and um, kind of played to the like like a lot of the smart wrestling shows have been doing. Kind of played to the no crowd, um, not being there in a couple of little funny spots and things like that. But um, predominantly, if you put it buttload of really good wrestling on back-to-back people are going to enjoy it get stuck into the wrestling i like the fact that this all came about as a way to cover for people because one of the things and like it's the the, the, the glaringly obvious one is wrestlemania weekend but apart from that one of the big yeah. things is there is a fear that because of the restrictions and movement and because this could get worse there is a fear that we could see the death of independent wrestling due to lack of crowds and things like that and Fair play for for being able to come up with a way to make sure that the 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 people that put on these shows, not just the wrestlers, the ring crew, the the cameras, all them, figuring out a way to make sure that they're not left out of pocket, that they're still able to put on these shows, they're still able to, you know, get on with you know, they're they're still able to make a bit of money by doing this stuff, by entertaining people in such a way that it can keep an industry that is, from a certain point of view, on the t- I I certainly know that if the the, the it's probably the mindset I, of, of those. I, in I, I, gen- I genuinely think if they um, like charged, I don't know, like two euro donations or something on YouTube and they started live streaming events that I think they could. No, like it's not them making the money they're going to be making or maybe even a bigger donation. I'd pay five Here, bucks to go watch a good thing. show. Here's the thing. WWE, once upon a time, were actually so far ahead of the curve that they did this stuff before the technology was actually able to do it properly. And as a result, it fucking tanked. Do you remember the, the Cyber Sunday? That oh, was with, fa- with the fake crowd voting in and stuff? Before that, because that's how it ended up going really shitty. Before that, Cyber Sunday was actually an online initiative whereby you would have a strictly online pay-per-view. 
catering to online crowds. The problem yeah. was they were ahead of the curve. You didn't have the online community built as much as you do now. You didn't yeah. have the technology, the 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 means wasn't there to present it the way that it is now. Yeah. And, and I then feel that the next attempt into online stuff was mixed match challenge, which was that was less of an online thing and more of a taking advantage of the face that Facebook threw money at them. Mm-hmm. You know, simple as that. But the, the, their initial idea of Cyber Sunday back in the day was exactly what they need right now because now they have the online digital platforms to support it. They have the yeah. digital community to support it. And quite yeah. frankly, it is the only fucking chance WWE have if they continue to let Vince McMahon in, like dictate whether or not his meals like are influential on his shows because clearly he had a bad cow day on Friday decided he didn't like it so no one else must like it so as a result Monday was absolute bullshit because one old man who was quite possibly where the issue was one old man who was quite possibly very senile at this stage decided that he didn't like how it went and as a result his company is now going to go into the shitter if they don't pull their heads out of their arses and figure out a way to work around the current situation the way that all these other companies are doing. They're not just sitting on their laurels and thinking, oh, well, the old stuff didn't work and that's not going to work anymore, so we'll but just... Like, from what it. I can tell, AEW are going to be just chugging on strong until they're told they're not allowed to chug on no more. I imagine it'll be the exact same with Stardom and with any other independent company that is looking at the way these shows have already been done and is using a bit of God's damn imagination because there's ways around... We aren't completely isolated anymore. It's not the fucking dark age. Well, I mean, like, if they keep doing these... Um, no wrestling shows. I, I mean, like, unfortunately, there there isn't really competition for Raw or SmackDown because they're on their own nights and they don't have any um, extra wrestling on. But NXT is going to take a big fucking hit, dude. I didn't even like, bother watching NXT this week. That's how, like, and it's because... I, ga- I gave it a quick skim through. Uh, now, don't get me wrong, the video packages were very cool, but it was essentially current storyline video packages and uh, a lot of uh, flashback footage yeah i saw that that was going to be the case and i just went you know what maybe maybe i'll go back and watch it after i watch aew and then i watched aew and i went yeah right although to be fair right now i understand the way this thing thing is but that it really does feel like the only reason that that happened and the only reason that they didn't try and figure out a way around the current situation was because Vince had turned around and said that he didn't like when they tried to do no crowds on Friday. Oh, oh I, I totally agree with you. Now, that being said, and I only caught a part of it today, NXT UK, on the other hand, might be able to pick up. This is what, where, I mean, like... Well, NXT UK is a couple of weeks... Behind. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's like what I was getting... Because yeah, remember, but, Download Festival was finished for... Um, ages. Ages, but and that's there was still, it was still episodes from the Download Festival. But that's what I'm getting to. Because they are, like, a couple of weeks behind, it means that... NXT UK is now the only place on the WWE platform, all of it, where you can actually see, still see a crowd. Now, admittedly, it's because it was pre-filmed. But then if they're, if they're smart, what they would do is they would move the NXT UK shows to the NXT slot, seeing as they have a functioning TV show there, and it is still technically NXT. But they won't. Yeah, I, they really should. Because, I mean, like a lot of those There's guys of things they've seen in NXT they, as they well. Don't. Do you know what I mean? They've been bouncing people back and forth from England that is, to... That's actually one of the things I was going to talk about. I mean, like like I said, I, I kind of partially caught NXT UK in a bit of a hurry to get stuff done. Um, we had Danny Luna uh, taking... And at the risk of sounding bad, we had just assumed it was also going to be a bunch of highlight stuff. 
Kind of. Um, because of the advertising that was put out. Kind of. So Anyway, we had Danny Luna taking on Kaylee Ray. Um, Kaylee Ray obviously wins and then goes for Danny Luna at the end of it. <laughs> Fortunately, Piper Niven comes down and kind of... Slap of a Piper. Well, actually, Kaylee ducks out of the ring and Piper looks down at the belt and Kaylee kind of grabs the belt and is like, ah, no, 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 my belt, my belt. Um, after it, we had Ridge Holland... Bad Piper, bad. Yeah. My belt. After it, we had Ridge Holland versus Joseph Connors. Ridge Holland, for those of you not familiar, is the walking wall that walks around NXT UK. Former rugby... Yeah. I don't want to call he him He looks like player. he's out of Peaky Blinders, but he ate everyone on, on cast Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders and absorbed them into one uber Peaky Blinder. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the best description I can think of. We had Kenny Williams taking on Cassius Ono with Ono taking the oh, victory. No. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, we had six-man tag action as Gallus took on Dave Mastiff, Flash Morgan Webster, and Trent Seven. I'm not going to lie. Like I said, I haven't seen all the show. I haven't seen most of those matches. I'm going to go home and watch that six-man match, six-man tag. That looks like fun. That looks going to be fun. Um one of the things that I do that I did notice in NXT UK and that will work detrimentally is the fact that the entire show and possibly the entire couple of shows in the next few weeks, if they have them pre-taped them, very much geared towards hyping up NXT TakeOver Dublin, which I feel probably not actually going to be happening. Uh, maybe not ha- not happening, but definitely won't be happening on the date previously discussed, I would imagine, because it's next month, isn't it? Yeah, it's 25th and it's ar- early, of April. It, oh, no, it's near the end of the month. Yeah, it's near the end of um, April. Now, here's the thing. If it doesn't go ahead, one can only hope and pray that like those in charge of NXT, because we all know Vince McMahon couldn't give a shit, takes a look at how other people have done no-crowd shows and does take over Dublin that way. Like the way fucking yep. stardom worked or the way well, the there's no also you wouldn't know um I mean I was reading news reports Ireland are close to having a vaccine already. Mm, fair enough. To it, it to have um to have stuff sent off to some lab in France for them to do some testing. Look, at on, the end of the day, there's a reason I don't trust anything until it's right in front of me. That reason is the one very amazing word that starts with a P propaganda. It can be used both to make sure that people calm the fuck down, and it can be used to make sure that they go knocking foots. It all depends I, on your I won't situation. lie to you, I just think it was a full country knee-jerk reaction to the pubs getting close. Well, all of a sudden Ireland has a cure? What? Is it, well, no, all of a sudden Ireland like, fuck, we better fucking find a fucking cure fucking fast. Or it could just be, hey, everyone, calm the fuck down, we have a cure. Do we actually? No, we don't. But half the time we don't have a virus either, and they fucking panic for that. Yeah, we have a virus though. This time, this time, this time there's a this time there's a reason for concern. How many times has have people panicked over fracking nothing because one person did one piece of piss poor reporting, which spread because the internet isn't a place for facts; it's a place for fucking drama, a lot of the time. So reverse that. Calm people the fuck down by telling them we have a cure. We don't have a cure. It doesn't matter. People don't want the truth. They want stuff to make them feel better. Anyway, since we were talking about such stuff, I figure we might as well take an ad break given the circumstances. We should be back momentarily. It's, it's really weird to go into an ad break on a conspiracy. It's perfect. Ah, it's perfect. It. I can't it's even perfect. get words out now. It's it, fine. It's perfect. You see, at the end of the day, just like Billy Joel said, we didn't start this fucking fire.
You are listening to Kayfabe or Die. That was Billy Joel, but we didn't start the fire because, to be perfectly honest, it's not the end of the world and we all feel fine. And most important, I didn't actually start the fire. So I, I was actually, did. I was quite appreciative. I, I, I actually kind of did because, you know, I'm a maniac, pyromaniac, that's for sure. And I'm never do that again. Like I'm stop never it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Hey, stop at least it. I can still sing better than Sammy Goddamn Guevara. 
Ah, in fairness, look. That wouldn't have been hard. Yes, I know. <laughs> I won't lie to you. It, there was bits where he sounded in tune where I was like, I think he's purposely singing it off tune for... No, I think those were accidental. He just got lucky. <laughs> just the odd bar of random luck, huh? Yeah, pretty much happens to me all the time. Just I occasionally, occasionally have the odd bit of luck. And as a result, people think that like, oh, Giz, yeah, he's getting on. No, no, that's the upside of all the shitty luck that I usually have. It has to swing back around at some fucking point. Eventually, albeit very, very little. Anyway, enough of my drama. On to AEW. And once again, if there was ever an example of how to handle the current goddamn crisis right... It's uh, do, your t- do your TV show as normal and nobody will notice. <laughs> yep. It started off with um, Goody Two Shoes, Captain America, Wannabe Cody in the ring. I'm okay. I'm going to admit, I'm, okay, fair enough. I accept his, his like too happy for reality penchant here because, you know, all right, fair enough. He's in the ring. He's talking about the fact that we need to come together, that we all need to. Very goddamn Mark. Yeah, Who, me? What? Go screw yourself. I am the exact one going on about how I hate the fact that he... Anyway, he does a very I good job of explaining... Fire. Explaining... <laughs> yes, you bloody well did. Look, look, Giz is made out of kerosene. <laughs> Flick a match of an idea at him. Watch him explode. Powder keg of intelligence and intellect and madness. Anyway, um... Yes, I know half of that is all in my head, but if I don't have my own delusions, nobody else will. So Cody comes out and he informs us that because the world is in shit, the best thing we can possibly do is <laughs> actually pull to fracking together and continue to do what we have been doing. Because in a time and age where people are looking around and going, oh my God, it can't possibly get any worse. It always can get worse, but it's okay because it can always get better too. Here, look, let us entertain you. And sure enough, they go out and they put on a fantastic match or show. They start off by, yep. it starts off by calling down um, Matt Jackson and Kenny Omega and kind of Hangman Adam Page just to make sure that everyone's on the same page because apparently the blood and guts, or as we all normally call it, war games, but fuck you, Vince, for trademarking Dusty's idea. Um, Asshole. Mm, yeah, making the Rhodes family have to change the name of their own inventions. Anyway, uh, to, to hype up the fact that this is still going ahead and all of their AEW shows are going ahead, they might be having them on in different locations, there won't be any crowds, fair enough, we accept that, that's fine. They're still doing the shows. and They're still making good TV. Yeah, and they're still continuing the storyline, hyping it up. So, the storyline here is, Hangman Page has been kind of on the outs with the rest of the elite, wants to be able to stand on his own two feet, and as a result, there's been tension, particularly with Matt frickin' Jackson. As was so awesomely described in his uh, entrance title as he was coming down to the ring, self-isolating since November. <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, to be fair, some of us can wholeheartedly get on board with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I, man, I love how that changes every week. It's magic. Yeah, yeah. But as I said, Cody calls him down and it's just like, look, we're going in against the inner circle. I need to know I can count on all of you. Paige, can I count on you? And he doesn't say anything. He just, he raises his ever full glass of probably whiskey, gives a salute and nods and it's kind of like, okay. Whatever it is, it's definitely full. <laughs> no, that's him. Um, but yeah, it's like it's, it's a cool way to start off the show. You know, they, they address the situation. They make a statement that they're going to continue to provide us, the fans, with good quality entertainment and fair frack induced them. They advance their, their, their storylines and they give us that quality entertainment. Starting off with um, the first match of... 
best friends versus death triangle. Best friends versus triangle de muerto, which I'm sure is completely arse backwards. I know they well, were. It was, it was more the parallel line of uh, death. This yeah, week. you see, Tony Khan announced that due to the current Corona situation, there is no pressure on anyone to attend AEW shows. If you can, awesome. If you can't, that's fair enough. It's completely understandable. Now, I imagine that's why we went from best friends, including Orange Cassidy, to versus a full death circle to Chuck and Trent. Um, I, from what I read, I think it's uh, Pax stuck in England. It's the same situation. It is. like it, yeah, yeah. Whether, I think whether, it's a no-fly thing. I don't think it was uh, by his choice. point is that, you know, the announcement was made by Tony Khan. Look, if you can make it cool, if you can't, fair enough. Yeah, true. You're yeah. not going to lose your push. Yeah, exactly. So we had Beretta and Trent versus Pentagon and Ray with Orange Cassidy, as always, doing a fantastic job on commentary. A man never, ever shuts up. He's just a promo machine. Just, yeah, just I, was actually, I was wondering when JR was even going to get a word in. Man, Taz never, like, Taz is just sitting there kind of going, There's, I've got no more to add. He's so technically sound. He's just spot on with all the, so quick. Excalibur, Excalibur usually so quick, could not beat Orange Cassidy to any single line. And if you think that was the case, then you you're are wrong. <laughs> no, Aris Cassidy sat down with the lads. He gave a polite nod, and once he got nice and comfortable, he dozed off for a good three quarters of the match. And then he came down when things looked like they were going to get serious for a bit of it. He popped his hands in his pockets, and then he flew to the air with the greatest of ease. Cleared straight over Brandy, and I don't know who she had doing the bell with her, but some other cute girl, and just cleared over the two of them. Hands never left these pockets. Mad bastard. Um, the match itself was obviously great fun because part of the best thing that AEW could have possibly done was to turn around to its wrestling roster and say hey lads since the arena is empty um, do you want to come down and watch the matches so you had face characters such as Sonny Kiss and Joy Janela and SCU on one side of the ring SCU sorry I have to do it mandatory unpaid yeah rock on and then on the other side you had Jake the goddamn mother fracking snake Roberts along with his new killing machine Lance Archer watching stuff and more importantly and fucking he hilariously Sean Spears and MJF openly betting on the matches for the entire show this yeah. were you was watching, um, awesome were you- were you watching as uh, the show went on? MJF was not having a good day on the, the gambling. No, he was losing. That's why he paid off Butcher and the Blade for one of the matches, and he's still fucking lost. You could see him giving the two of them money, kind of going, Daddy needs a new pair of everything. Yeah, Sean Spears was having fat sacks by the end of the show. So much so that he was giving them to Tully, who was sitting behind him to look after, and Tully Blanchard Ferdus chacking fucking laughing his arse off for the entire time. Just, I yeah, mean, it was great. And the fact that they had the bottle of wine. The two of them, they're, they're there with MGF as the bottle of wine. You've, you fucking Woodrow, kind of, or Wood... Wardlow. Thank you. Wardlow handling accounts, watching all of his money flash down the <laughs> toilet. <laughs> it was great. I'm telling you, man. How's it looking out? Not good. <laughs> Not good, boss. How do you know? Not good. Do you see Tully's pocket? Yeah? He didn't have a pocket when he came in here, okay? See the that bang, bulge? Bang. That wasn't there when we arrived. The only thing in his pocket was his hand. Now it's all of your money. Money. These things and the interaction <coughs> with, like, because there was other stuff as well with the, the, the lads, the face guys. There was there was a couple of times there was, like, comments thrown in from SCU down at fucking, at yeah. the, the, the Death Triangle and a few other matches during it. These things made the show. And once again, I feel 
partially inspired by, if they had, by watching how Stardom did it. Because they, like I said earlier, also had face on one side, heel at the other. They had people like um, Liger on the outside. Well, he was doing commentary, to be fair, but he was, he's an old hand, so he's going to cheer along and help get the gusto in. And they kind of had that as well. You know, you had yeah. you had Brandy kind of cheering on for some parts. You had some of the you had um, some other people at the ringside, and they did a good job of just working around the fact that we are in this situation and stomped all over NXT in the process. Just well, it wasn't hard. They had wrestling matches, do you they know, did. so like they they had an advantage off the bat, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, like the okay, firstly. They did lean heavily into the matches. Like I said, we had that tag match, which um, by the end of it, uh, yeah, Death Triangle took the victory. And what was cool was Death Triangle took the victory because Trent got kicked in the dick. And oh, then serious after, dick kick. And then after the match, you had you had Chris Daniels on the outside screaming at the ref, did you not see that? To the point that the ref actually came in, looked at the lads and went, did you kick him in the dick? Or did you? You can't do anything <laughs> yeah. about it. can't do anything <laughs> about it now, though, can you? Son <laughs> of a... <laughs> <laughs> you just, I, I love the fact that you didn't even deny it. Did you kick him in the dick? I, I did, did yeah. <laughs> but we won. So, too late now. Motherfucker. And you can see the ref kind of going, you fucking bastards. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, very good. But, very, like, like I said, there was very good show. stuff like this. Now, you know, Tony Schiavone going around, as the lad said, somehow he is always in camera. Even when he's not on camera, he's always in yeah. camera in the background doing stuff. Next up, um, we had a. Uh, oh yeah, that was it. Tony does an interview, and he this is fantastic because it shows how they are thinking ahead in terms of once again booking through this crisis. Brent and Trent, huh? Brett and Trent. Trent and Chucky e. T. Oh gods, thank you. Tr- Trent Beretta and Chucky e. T. Thank you. Just, just I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Challenge. Death Triangle, or whatever members of it, to a street fight. Not just a street fight, but a street fight in a parking lot. Completely negating the reason for having a crowd in the first place. This yep. is brilliant. Well done, lads. Well done. Um, oh, shit, we're going to get caught for time. Next up, um, we had Penelope Ford. Sorry, we had a four-way women's match. Penelope Ford, Hikaru Shida, Chris Statlander, and Riho. Um, with Penelope Ford having Kip Sabian down at ringside and helping for much of the match, which was great. Um, I was actually kind of half waiting for Joy Janela to get sick of his shit at some point and just jump barrier and kick the crap out of Sabian, but it didn't really happen. Um, he but, doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He doesn't. He's like, I don't, leave me alone. I don't care. Like he literally doesn't give a shit. Yeah. He doesn't care. He, he was like, take her. She's a trollop. Yeah. Um, now this, Not that I actually think you're a trollop, Penelope Ford. I'm just clarifying. Character, just Joey Janela's yeah, imperson- impression of things. Yeah. Um, uh, Hikaru Shida would take up the victory here in what was a really, really good match. Like I said, you had Kip Sabian interfering a few times. To be fair, Penelope, there was there was um, a severe botch. She was going for an off-the-top ropes Hurricane Rana on Chris Statlander and... It was botched. Statlander went over, but you could see Ford holding her back afterwards, so probably a pull muster or something like that. Um, yeah. After the match, Tony Shivada is doing an interview with um, Cole Cabana, who is one of the lads watching it, and he says something, and Kip Sabian kind of gets in his face, and there's some... Or Kip Sabian's face. Some slap. Cole Cabana what? just slaps him right across the face. and just. I, I love that. Bro, you know I'm a wrestler too, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> It was great. It's just like, yeah, I'll fight you. Whack. Come on. Right now boom, if you boom. want. 
Cold Cabana. Yep. Um, Yeah, after this, we had Butcher and the Blade set to take on Jurassic Express of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Like I said, MJF, he's not doing too well in the the betting pool. You know, he had money riding on a couple of different people and hasn't been turning out, so he pays Butcher and Blade extra money to make sure they win the match. And they don't. They don't. Because... Because Actually, MGF, and he didn't get a refund. They don't win the match because MGF, in the, near the middle of the match, demands that they do their finishing maneuver, which I complete, didn't say it wasn't his fault. I just said he didn't even get a refund. Yeah, but it completely throws off the two lads, allowing Luchasaurus to rescue Jungle Boy and then kick the butcher square in the face and then get the victory, which was really good. MGF should have kept his mouth shut, but apart from that, yeah. Yeah, well, he's a mouthy son of a gun. But he does not show up on the show when the lower guys need their chance on TV, so at least he sound that way. Yep, yep. Now, next up, we had Evil Uno and Grayson in the ring because it had long been prophesied that this week we would finally, finally, be getting the reveal of the Exalted One. And they're out and they're doing their spiel. And then Chris Daniels is had enough of their shit and he basically... sick of your chisel. You're just fucking liars. You're just talking bullshit all the week. Every week you open your mouth and it's one piece of crap after another. There is no exalted one. You're full of... <coughs> Cue the exalted one. And you have this cool promo thingy. Yes. And he's dressed in a big cape. And he's got a voice like this. And I thought it was going to be someone else, but it wasn't. I actually thought we weren't even going to get to see it this week. I thought it was going to be like they're going to tease it out over another week or two because of the, you know, the, the masked voice and everything. But no, it was just a way of keeping the reveal a little bit tastier for a little bit longer. Yep, because apparently um, the Dark Order are here to stay. The Dark Order are going to do whatever they want to whoever they want. And if you say no to the Dark Order, this Brody man... Brody Lee's going to kick your ass. <laughs> he's going to turn up and kick in that door. Yep, Brody Lee apparently is the exalted one. For those of you who don't know, Brody Lee was once known as Luke Harper as he was wasting WWE for the last couple of years. And Speaking now he's free to do whatever he wants. Speaking of senile old men, um, I like that line he said to Christopher Daniels where he was like... You're not the first old man who didn't believe in me, but you're going to be the last yep. that didn't believe in me. You reckon he should have come out with a Southern accent? Oh, like, uh, yeah, spend your six months learning how to do a Southern accent just to rile him up. If you came out <laughs> doing a Southern ask- accent, dude, God almighty. I, I, I know it's an, a t- I can be very petty sometimes. I'm aware it's a terribly vindictive thing to do to go off and take acting classes. Just learn to do a Southern accent so you can do it on TV in front of your man, that not, but not on his channel. But <laughs> God almighty, if he came out and did a Southern accent, I would have actually been like, bravo, sir. <laughs> bravo. Um, That's how you tell someone, F you. <laughs> so the exalted one has, a, has clearly arrived, um, as has Jake Roberts. There's a quick interview with himself and Luke... Archer and Jake goes Lance on. Archer. Lance Archer, you're right. Sorry. Archer. There's a lot of names and I'm getting used to things and blah. Um, he informs Cody that while they're here and they're not like sitting back on their laurels, you know, they came in, they're willing to, you want to keep your distance, that's fine. You, you appreciate that. But, you know, if you ignore them, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're all going to die. Because it's God's damn Jake the Snake Roberts and he has an animal an animal next to him, as shown by the backyard wrestling promo they did, or Vignette they did it next, where Lance Archer comes down to a ring, literally. Did you say some... Vignette? Vignette, I did. Vignette. Vignette. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. spelt with a G. Shut up. Uh, Vignetti. <laughs> but yeah, there's this whole vignette 
where Lance Archer kills all comers in his backyard wrestling ring, much to Jake Dude, Roberts. This looks like it was out of House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> it kind of, it kind of did, yeah, kind of did. I was, I was freaking I was, brilliant. I thought he was going to set fire to someone by the end of it. Oh God, man, that would have been awesome. I, the only thing I think they missed out on was he should have choke slammed your man through the windshield of the car. Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen too. Yeah, it would have been great. Potentially fatal though. No, like you do a stunt, you know, like sugar glass or whatever. Sugar glass, because that went so well with Kurt Angle and fucking Shane McMahon. That's because Kurt Angle got Missed a concussion and threw glass. Shane through the wrong window. That's what happened. <laughs> Twice. No, no, no. He didn't throw him through the window once. He got him through the window the second time. <laughs> no, he put him through two normal glass windows because he got the timing wrong. So when he put him back out the other oh, side, sorry, yes, yes, it was yes, the yes, wrong yes. fucking window again. <laughs> Dude, I could just imagine Shane on the floor just like, twice, Kurt, God damn it. Don't forget, after that first failed suplex, Shane was on the ground going, I'm fine. After being dropped full force on his head. Sure, you could hear his gyros glitching after he landed. Yeah, Q. I think. I think that that match was when we got after that match was when Shano, we got number Shano, six. Shano, Shano, Mac. Shane, anyway, Shane, Shane. Back to AEW before we get caught for time. The final match of AEW Dark or Dynamite, Dynamite this week. <laughs> Dynamite. So the Inner Circle versus uh, taking on a very much depleted Elite for the rights to basically have the advantage in the up and coming Blood and Guts match. Um, Did you say a deleted elite? Depleted. Oh, okay. I was I'd, just clarifying. You could understand the confusion. It's me. I wouldn't. I don't make mistakes Hashtag like that until. Hashtag excitement. Anyway, um, so yeah, this was. We had Jericho on commentary. We had Sammy Guevara insisting on singing Jericho's theme song on his own with a mic badly. So, so good. Badly. With, with a little assistant from MJF. MGF was even looking at him going, you sing this so, so badly. Please don't yeah, ever he sing was, it. Yeah, he was singing it with him at one stage and then he just stopped. Yeah, because he was like, no, I don't want to be part of this train wreck. I'm over here. I'm, I'm, I'm over here now. Like but yeah, um, it was, what was this? Uh, Santana, Ortiz, and Hager versus, I want to say Cody, Matt, and Paige. It, it was Cody, Matt, and Page. Yeah, yeah. Because Omega, his hand is still a bit bollocks. He's not cleared, and Nick is dead after getting yeah. a garage door in his face. However, that happened. However, according to Jericho, he just walked along and found Nick, and yeah. that's why we called out the elite because we were like, "Hey, we found your bro under a garage. You might want to come and help him. You know, do something. Help, help." Yeah. Jericho was brilliant on commentary for this match as well. Jericho's always brilliant on commentary. He's just yeah. fucking pro oh, machine. So good. Him and Taz were ripping the piss out of each other because I. I th- it actually took me a good couple of seconds to remember, oh yeah, EC fracking W. No wonder they're on such fucking fuck you, no fuck you man kind of terms, you know, laughing about, you know, that kind of, they had great fun, great fun. And it showed, and things like this, there was so, over the course of this show, there was so Especially many times. when Taz and him just turned their attentions onto Excalibur for like five minutes, it was <laughs> giving Excalibur shit. <laughs> Lots of things don't make sense. Like, why would you be sitting here wearing a fucking mask when you're on commentary desk? <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. Um, overall, actually, to, to be fair, there was so many times when I think that because of, I don't want to say the more loose freestyle approach, but, but the lack of the crowd, I think, gave everyone a little bit more relaxed 
when it came yeah. to Jericho liked it so much that he's uh, decreed it. That's it. Now that's how the shows happen. Yeah, no more crowds until he says so. Fantastic even when this, even way when, of covering even if it. this virus is sorted out next week. No more crowds. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Um, the end result of Inner Circle versus the Elite is that the Inner Circle would win. So they're going to get themselves the advantage, which they already had for their blood and guts. And as they're crowing about everything up on top of the, the, the ramp and all the others are in the arena, along comes a drone and take it away, Mr. Johnny, because I feel you could do this better. Uh, you, you can hear it off camera briefly, just the of the flying drone. It slowly hovers down. You see Jericho's face like, what the hell is that? And then there's this weird moment from Samari Guevara where he has this like, wait a minute, I know that drone <laughs> kind of moment. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that drone looks awfully familiar to me. And uh, um, basically it cuts up to the high away in the tears and there's full-blown full broken Matt Hardy. The teeth are white there. He's got that reverse perm thing going on. The white streak's gone. He's got the red in the hair. I I'm, do. I, you can't hear him laughing, but I'm, you know he's laughing. <laughs> Much yeah. as it was awesome to see it there, I do feel that the pop that he would have gotten had there been a crowd would have been fucking deafening. The, it it would as, have been amazing. As the soon as the drone, drone arrives, down. yeah, it would have been, you'd see the drone and you're just going like, wait a second, hang on a minute. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm so happy that it's fully back. Oh, like I said, I you- admit, I, dude, I, man, when I thought the Broken Hardys were coming into WWE, you remember how excited I was? And I was like, not that I don't like the Hardy boys, but this is a bit weird. <laughs> this is a whole other level. This is like I'm watching 90s or two, early 2000s wrestling, but wrinklier. <laughs> anyway, um, with Broken Matt in AEW, it seems he is going to be joining the elite to fill in for I guess Nick Jackson because he's like still dead when it comes to that blood and cage or yeah blood and guts it, I, from what I understand he's going to actually need that garage door surgically removed from his sternum and he could be out for quite some time probably as long as there's you know no crowds no that's yeah. sorry that was mean I shouldn't have put it that way that was my cynical brain kicked in there for a second I'm sorry I'm sorry well, um, do you think the coronavirus is a work to write Nick Jackson off TV for a while? No, I think Nick Jackson is using no crowds and as an excuse not to bother. Tur- no, no, I don't. Sorry. No, I don't. That's not, that's definitely yeah. not true. Yeah, yeah. Not, no. not remotely. No, not at all. Not, not at remotely. All. Sorry. Anyway, there, um, there's some odd worker buns in that man. Yeah. Anyway, overall, I think it's safe to say that AEW showed how to put on a weekly no crowd show. You address the situation, and then you go about business as goddamn usual with one or two minor adjustments for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, now I feel the next show, I think if they switched up what faces and heels were in the crowd, um, but then again, probably different matches. I like the well, interaction. Blood and Guts, isn't it? No, they've got one before it. No, 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 I think next week's Blood and Guts. Oh, I'm fairly certain they have a show before it, and then it's Blood and Guts, because they were saying two weeks. Okay. I was full sure it was next week. I don't think so. Even when, even before things got moved around, there was going to be a show, and then I'm pretty sure it's two weeks away. Look, in any case, they have shown how to do weekly sh- uh, wrestling productions. I feel the only thing they need to do is just, and it's it's going to happen naturally anyway. Keep face wrestlers on one side as, as spectators, heel wrestlers on the other side. If you want to have MJF laying bets with 
Spears or anyone else, cool, blah, blah, blah. There should be interactions. I think that works. That works so, so what, well. Do you know what actually would be great for the next week is on the heel side, there's actually more heels than faces because MGF's betting pool is starting to grow. Yeah, that could be that that could be a thing. That could be a thing. That could be cool. Yeah. There's like much- Sean Spears has told a load of people going, do you have any idea how, how much, much I money I just yeah. out last week? He hasn't got a clue, man. Meanwhile, yeah, Tully's yeah, yeah. standing behind him going, look at it all. Who wants to be Sean's new tag team partner? Simon Miller, hopefully. <laughs> I'd, I'd love a slap head got in. <laughs> I like I like Simon Miller. He seems like a nice chap. Hmm. Anyway, um, that pretty much brings us to the end of this week's Kayfabe or Die. As always, thanks to everybody for listening in, um, especially during this time where you might not think we'd be able to continue putting on shows, but no, as long as the wrestling shows go out, and as long as there's actually wrestling on them, fuck you, Vince McMahon, we should continue to do what we do, yeah. because hua. Um, and Gorecast and Kayfabe are going to continue to do what they do on a more regular basis than originally planned. We're going to be doing yeah. streams daily. We might do more extra streams on Kayfabe if there's time as well. See how it goes. Anyway, like I said, thanks everyone for listening in. Thanks especially to Limerick City Community Radio, your city, your station, your voice, your willingness to let us come in and do this show. As Johnny said, we shall be back Sunday night as we continue to do Gorecast. I'm back tonight. Un- He's back tonight. I'll be back some other time. As we continue to do Gorecast Unchained, is that what we're calling it? Unleashed? Un- unplugged. Unplugged. I knew it was un-something. Yeah. Un- unsane. No, that's insane. That's us always. Anyway. Um, unsane in the membrane. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, feel I'm free to sign on the bra. Feel free to tune in for that. Uh, we shall be back same wrestling time, same wrestling station next week. <laughs> to play us out, um, because of the day and age that it is, I thought that rather than going Zombie. With, no Zombie Nation. No. Oh. I thought that rather than go Jesus no. I thought that rather oh. than going with a wrestling song, I would go with something else. See, at the end of the day, despite everything, no matter how bad it gets, we prove that we can still Band together, be entertaining, put on good shows, and hail the apocalypse. See you next week. Bye.